This episode, The Basics of Professional Sales for Handymen. In this episode, the Handyman Pros have a discussion about the basics of sales for handymen. Now, folks, if you own a home, you need to listen to this one because there's a bunch of tips here that are going to help you if you're hiring someone as well. But included in this are some mindset issues, presentation skills, phraseology that effectively help sell handyman services to customers, but as a customer, also help you qualify your handyman. Welcome to the Handyman Pros Radio Show, home improvement and maintenance tips from the pros. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Handyman Pros Radio Show, where our goal is to help save you time, money, and aggravation on your home maintenance and repair. This edition is entitled, The Basics of Professional Sales for Handymen. To help me explain, I am here with my ever-cheerful co-host and old buddy, John. John, I've got this on script, so I can read it really quick. Johnny? Yeah, 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 yeah. Too yeah. much so too now much, I have to now I have coffee. to respond. <laughs> yeah, too much Man. coffee, right? What's uh, what's been going good on this God. week? God. <laughs> um well, you know, like I say, I'm, you know, I guess I'm cheerful. I guess. I don't know. Oh, Eeyore. Oh, okay, John, it's a, it's yeah, been I'm a cheerful. good day, John. <clears throat> yeah. So, you know what's been going on this week? I had um I helped somebody. They were they had some of the that that furniture comes in flat boxes. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and um, I did some of know, that it, this week it, too. Actually, now that you it's, say that, it's keep good. On. It's good stuff. But you know, you pull it out and it's got a you know a, a huge package of bolts and nuts and it's all you know A through Z mark stuff and you know you're there putting this together and the instructions and half the instructions don't. You know, don't Pic- make sense at times. And, they're pictograms. They're pictures. Yeah. Right. They, ex- yes, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, you're sitting there with a with a bucket of bolts and you know, <laughs> you're putting these things together, you know. Um, but, you know, and then hanging and then hanging some pictures. And uh, it was a it was a fun experience. It was good. You know, um, I should I, I would have done things different, though, as I thought about it after I got all done. Because I had to build a big computer table, okay? And then I had to do a chair, and I had to do, uh, there was something else I can't remember. Uh, There's a couple other ones, little ones. See, now, if I would have put the table together first, I could have put the cardboard back on the table, and then I could have built everything standing up on that table. (laughs) And and there (laughs) you go. I built everything on the floor. And you built everything on the floor, and you've had problems walking ever since. I understand how that works. Exactly. Exactly. So, lesson learned. So, Johnny, I have a question for you. Hey, Johnny, what's it going to take to get you in this baby today, Johnny? What's it going to take, huh? What are you going to take to get you? How can I get you this job today, Johnny? How can I do it, huh? Huh? Yeah. What's the deal? What's the deal, Johnny? I got a deal for you today, Johnny, right? Right. Yeah. Everybody with a sharp angle close. Yeah. Um, So all you sales guys out there know what I'm talking about. That's right. So John John and I have this pet peeve about, we call it, we both consider ourselves to be professional salespeople, right? John, I mean, I know you do. We we both come out of the business to business world in in the sales side of it, and we don't consider this to be any different. But you know, you can call it. We do what they call us basically consultative selling. Selling, I guess we call it. But what we see is a lot of people that just don't understand any bit about selling, and also we see customers who don't really understand, or they've never been with a professional salesperson, right? We would you agree with that, John? Mm-hmm. And yeah. as a result. 
sales is not skeezy and cheesy and it's not what's it going to take to get you in this baby today and it's not shoving something down your throat that you don't want it's really a, a it's basically a real fine negotiation in in my opinion and and it's all about your goals and your desires and and then trying to see if there's a fit you know and so we we go around the posts a lot for handymen and then but we also always like to apply this to what a, the consumer or the homeowner can can take away from it but we go out and we see a lot of people who really we basically have decided they they kind of need to learn the basics of professional selling and so we thought we would do this show to help the handyman but also help the customer understand when they're being professionally sold because being professionally sold is actually pretty enjoyable do you agree with that john i mean if somebody's doing their job right it's it's really it's an honorable no it's an honorable profession um it when it when it's uh when it's done right you know and uh it's not like uh, it's one of those things that has a bad rap. I mean, most people say, you know, I want my kid to grow up to be a doctor or a lawyer, uh, not a salesman. <laughs> so, exactly. Because it's just it's got that it's got that rap on it. But, um, you know, when you're when you're being as as a homeowner um, or or a consumer and you're talking with somebody who's a professional salesperson, they're going to have your best. They're You know, they are going to have your best interest in mind because they know one thing um you're you're happy you like the product you like the service uh they will get referrals they will get more business uh they thrive you thrive they thrive um it's not just you know a one and done um which you know that's the bad rap on it right so you know what if you're if you're very uh you know forthcoming you're very professional your approach to this um, it's good for both parties because it does produce a, a, a good outcome, a win-win outcome. And you're, and you do set some very clear expectations of, uh, the upcoming, uh, business yeah, and, or and, product. Yeah. And product products, this goes to products, it goes to services, but we're going to talk about it in specifically with handyman slash contractors, um, just because it's kind of one of those things. So I did a quick survey out on, on some of the Facebook groups and the survey results, I just want to throw it out there. So you understand the number one, um, issue that handymen want to learn how to deal with is unrealistic customer expectations on price. That was number one. Then presentation skills and closing and phraseology and things like that. But we just wanted to, we, I just want to throw that out there so you understand some of these things that are, that are going on. And again, I, I said it earlier and I think John agrees with this. Professional sales really is a kind of a negotiation and it's about finding a fit. Um, and how does it fit? And, and pricing is a part of that fit, but it's not the only reason because it's just not the only thing that goes on. So, um, John, do you have any comments on that? How much unrealistic expectations do you get on price or unrealistic expectations in general? Because I personally think it's not just price. I get a lot of unreal, what I call unrealistic expectations on time. Like, well, what do you mean you can't be here today? Well, I, I, I can't be there. Well, today, yeah, there, you know? there is. Yeah, there is that. Some some people, you know, you go back to the uh, the triad that we've talked about before is that, uh, you know, there's 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 time, uh, money and quality. And that is needs to be clearly defined up right. front. Yep. Um, that that is one. Number two is, ex- you know, what exactly you're trying to accomplish here. Right. Um, and that really does get contained within those three things because that really does go to quality. You know, if I'm going to go in and do a rush job because I need to be there and <clears throat> you can't wait um, or you just hire somebody that, you know, hey, I can't do it for two weeks because I'm booked out. 
um, and you just go ahead and hire somebody that can do it within the next uh, 48 hours, um, you know, hey, have at it. But, you know, if the if it doesn't come out the way you want to, um, you, you kind of have to, you know, you gotta put own that it. one on yourself. You've got to okay? own it. Yeah. You yeah. got to own it. So ex- ex- exactly. So. Yeah, there are some of those those unrealistic, you know, expectations out there. Now, <clears throat> going back, if you're both in line and you're, you know, in, in, in your in your expectations are, are, are uh, in sync, then great. OK, that's when jobs go really smooth. Yep. And that's when, you know, the pricing is not is not the issue because of what you have at the end of that job. Right. So yeah. you, and, and you have so- to look at it that way. Just, just to, to help people understand, like to help the handyman understand, sales really good consultative selling, selling is about guiding the customer to what they want. It's about solving their problems or solving their desires, if you want to call it that. But lots, sometimes it's problems and sometimes it's desires, right? People have this grand vision of what they want, and and the perfect scenario is you fulfill that vision and they go, man, it's better than I expected, you know, kind of thing. And ultimately, good professional sales is there is no pressure involved. There's no pressure, folks. I, if if somebody's truly professionally selling you, you're you're just like, I think that that's going to work, you know. And so it leads to some of the other things. Johnny, tell me some of the steps to professional selling, right? And what's the most important step in professional selling? This is at least my opinion. Well. <clears throat> You know, from my my perspective, it's really understanding what the you know what the customer wants. Um, I, if you if if you don't know that, um, I don't know where you go from there. Right. And you you know if you're going to just sling a product or a service, then that's exactly how it how it is. Okay, that's the way it's going to come across. Um, and then there's going to be a lot of questions at the end. You just mentioned that, you know, selling should be a comfortable event for both sides. Yes. And then, you know, the close should be a natural close because you have the right to close. Okay. Right. You yeah. don't have the right to close until you fully understand what, you know, what this person is going through, what his buying cycle. You might think that you've got a selling cycle. Well, people have a buying cycle and they both need to be in sync. Okay. So, you know, but the first thing is, is to ask a lot of questions. Yeah. And, and in um, the handyman business or in any contracting business, I don't care what it is, you really need to have clarification on what it is you're doing and what is, what are the customer's goals, right? I mean, what do they want? It's more than just what they want. It's like they, they want that, as they say in the, in the business world, the total experience, right? Well, half of the total experience they don't even think about. Right. And we've talked about this, John, you and I, we clean up after the job. Right. And we really clean up. Right. We really, really clean up. Nobody says to me, you know, I really want you to clean up very rarely. Right. It's sort of an implied thing, but it's not always the case. We always use our famous conversation about plumbers and they cut a hole in the back of your shower wall to get at the diverter valve. Right. Because you got tile in the front and they leave you a hole in the back wall and you're going like, wait a minute, you're leaving. There's a hole in my wall. Well, you wouldn't want your plumber to do drywall work, would you? You know, that's not the time for that to come up. That is not a professional sales situation. And I think you agree with me on that one. Right. Sure. Sure. So as I like to say that the steps of professional selling start off with that pre-qualification right it's it's the critical piece it's the foundation of the home right you you start a home in a foundation you don't put the walls up first and hope it stays up 
right? You right. Just, you just don't. So I always, you know, in when I'm selling, I'm always asking the, it's basically who, what, where, how, when, and why, right? It's those questions. So, you know, who am I dealing with basically? Wh- what is the scope of the job, right? So what is it that we actually, what is it that you want done? And tell me as much detail as you can about that job. I mean, um, it's not as simple as we always use these examples of like hanging a ceiling fan, right, John? Um, you're hanging mm-hmm. a ceiling fan. It's one thing if it's on a nine foot ceiling, it's a little different if it's a 20 foot ceiling, right? Right. Right. And folks, if you're, if you're from the selling side, you need to be asking those kinds of questions. You need to understand the scope of work completely. If you're on the buying side, right? You need to disclose that stuff. You need to tell someone, well, you know, it is, it's, it's hanging in my Fourier. It's a 20-foot ceiling. Can you do that? You know, because if somebody misses that, now you've got, a, you've got a bad situation for both parties, right? The homeowner is expecting their ceiling fan to be filled. The um, handyman comes into the job and he says, dang, I don't have a, you know, a 20-foot ladder to get up there and do this thing safely. And, and now you can't do the job. And I know that kind of seems like a simplistic, um, seems like a very simplistic uh, um, example, but I've actually had it happen to me. And so, of course, this was when I was early on. I had to start asking. So this is just a standard, like, nine-foot ceiling or eight-foot ceiling, right? You know, all those kinds of things. But it's the who, what, where, when, how, and why. And almost, I, I mean, I'm asking, I always ask, I just, I'm going to throw out some real questions. Uh, what is it that you want to do? Um, where is your project? Because, John, have you ever had somebody say, you know, I need uh, uh, this thing done? And you go, Great. Uh, where's it going to be? Well, that's in, uh, you know, that's in my home in Huntsville, Alabama, you know? Yeah. And you go a little out of my area, you know, kind of thing. Right. And you're going to uncover, just asking a lot of questions up front, you're going to uncover some, some people I've, and I've had this, I've had this in the past, you know, some people just, um, expect a very quick quote. Okay. Correct. You know? You know, how much is it? You know, you, you get people like that. Okay. And they, uh, okay, fine. Okay. You know, they don't, they don't really understand that until they talk to you that there's a, it's, it gets a little bit more, uh, complicated or comprehensive than just, um, you know, throwing out a number. And that's the way a lot of people like to shop. But if you're talking about really doing a professional job, then, you know, you really have to, you really have to take your, you know, take a few moments to talk to the the folks that are going to be performing that work. And they want to know too. Right. It's a two-edged sword. It really is a two-edged sword. And we're talking about, there's certain things, you know, we're going to go back to the ceiling fan example, right? Both you and I pretty much, if somebody says, yeah, I've got a ceiling fan, I just need it replaced. It's on a nine foot ceiling, right? Yeah, we can throw, I can give you a quote on that right now i can give you pricing on that right now provided it you know and and i always put that caveat on there's providing we don't find anything that's out of out of you know out of kilter if you want to call it that you know if we go up there and the electric's dead that's a different issue than the just changing the ceiling fan right but put that aside we can give you a quote on that right now but particularly a lot of these issues we're talking about are more complex projects if you get into a really complex project you need a lot of detail and a complex project can be many small projects that people think aren't big projects become very complex 
especially when you open walls, right? And we've talked about that sure. on about a million sure. different shows. And, um, and I think that's, you know, just to stop right there, I think that's, you know, what I like to do, especially in the, in the handyman business in, or in anything when I was selling, I, I like to make sure people are understanding how we're going to walk through this buying process of theirs, albeit that the handyman thing will be very quick. My deals and probably a lot of people that were out uh, that are out there uh, listening sell very long sales cycles. You know that might be you know nine months a year. Um, but when people understand how you're going to walk through it, then it becomes something that you both have a go no go business relationship with to meet each step of the way. So this is all very compressed into maybe a, a a 10 minute conversation with somebody for, you know, something, but they need to understand, um, how you're going to approach this, what's going to happen so that the where, because you just said it, Larry, a lot of times a plumber will come in and you never will know that they, they say, Hey, I got to open the wall. The next thing you know, they've got a, they've got a, a zip saw in there. They're cutting your, you know, drywall out. Yeah. And it shocks you. And it shocks you. Right. Okay. And that's so, a real concern. I that's, mean, that's the Yeah. It, or or even like on some of my favorites or some of the longer projects where you're doing a you're doing a, a bathroom remodel, something like that. And I, I know I'm I'm always a big believer in this. I say, so you understand I'm going to be in your home for the next two weeks every single day. You know, I, I just want to be forthcoming with that. That's me setting an expectation. Yeah. And I show up at nine o'clock in the morning and I generally don't take lunch. I have food in the truck. I just tell people because it's true. I have food in the truck. You know, you'll see me go out and I'll be eating a bite through the day, but I don't generally don't leave your uh, facility. So understand I'm going to be here all the time. And and that's an expectation that sometimes people don't realize that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I always it- talk about dust and dirt. Like if you're doing drywall work, it's messy. Like, are you aware how messy this is, you know, kind of thing. And a lot right. of people know, a lot of people don't know. You know, it's just mm-hmm. that kind of thing. It's, it's it, understanding it. So, Right. And I think I go back to, I go back to a lot of people just want the price. Because at the beginning of any, any buying cycle, you, you, you think about it yourself. The first thing you, you, the first thing you're thinking about is what you're thinking about money. Okay. In phase one of, of any buying cycle, you're, you know, money's very high on the list of anything. You're not thinking about, you know, your needs, you know, the, the, you know, if you want to call it a solution or, or your work or whatever, but you're just thinking about that and people, but after you get discussing this, that money thing really goes down. And now what takes over that place is really how good of the work you're going to do. Are you going to clean up? Are you going to do all these other things as you explain through it? Explain yourself through how you're going to do this job, right? So the money, so the, 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 the cost of this starts to drop down in their list. And what takes over is the other things that you're explaining to them, right? Right. And then of course, at the very end, you start to you know, they, they internally, any human now at this point is going to start to, you know, uh, price justify that work that we, you, we just discussed in right. our case. Right. Cause we, we, we are not, believe it or not, folks, this is goes to the customer side. We are not commodities, meaning every handyman is not the same. They just aren't. They don't do now. We hope that the handymen that listen to this show are picking up all these tips and that we're creating a homogenous 
professional handyman, right? But we know in reality that's just not the case. And then there's differences by ge- geography, and you know, there's a, a million different reasons why certain handymen are, are better slash less expensive than others and so forth and so on. And I don't want to delve into those things. But when, when we're talking about these things, we are not, we, contractors are not a commodity. You just don't hire a contractor. I see this in the rental market all the time. I hate dealing with contractors. And I'm like, you're not dealing with contractors that are professional then. You're dealing with on price and you're getting what you pay for, period. Yeah. End of well, story. I, exactly, Larry. And I think at the end of the at the end of the 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 decision process in a, in, a, in, a, in a, any rational human being is that you now have at the beginning of the cycle have thought about the price or the cost if you will of this service okay and now you're like okay uh let's keep talking we're in the same world okay we're not in different yep. universes yep. right yep okay so now we're explaining to at the end of that at the end of that decision process is is going to come you know, in, in mind is what risk risk is going to take the highest, uh, point on the totem pole, if you will, of decision at, at the very end of the buying cycle. Um, meaning that, are you going to show up? Okay. As are a you going to do what hey, you say? You, are right? you going to do what you say you're going to do? Right. Period. Your price, your price yeah. is right. You know, it's all sounds great. You're going to you know, do all this stuff. And now I have to be assuaged that, Hey, you're, you know, you, you know, convince me you're going to show up. I mean, so all you, all you guys out there that are, you know, the handyman or, or plumbers, contractors, whatever, um, believe me, people are, are afraid that you're just going to walk. Why um, is that, John? Uh, tell me, because I, I know the answer, but tell me, I want you to tell me. Well, everybody. it happens, it happens very, it happens very often. That they don't happens, show up. That they don't show right. up. It happens often that they don't show up. So you have to, you know, so in the handyman business, we might be able to get through some of these jobs in a few, you know, in a few hours to maybe a couple of days. You get some of the bigger jobs out there. People are going to, you know, are you going to show up? That that's that is a higher that's higher on the totem pole than it is than money is. Okay, at this point, yeah, yep. uh, they've already justified it in their mind that they're going to pay this amount of money. And now it's because so you have to have that story. So, you know, it's 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 once again, I go back to the comfort level that needs to be comfortable for both sides. Right. You you have to you know, you have to walk through walk this through and the and the customer and as on the customer side, you have to be you you have to be um, comfortable that there that the money is is, re, you know, is reasonable. You know, the, the risk, you know, is 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 reduced. Uh, that you're going to feel comfortable with that, um, you know, and and that um, the work is going to meet your needs. Yep. So, yep. I, w- I want to address just one issue that comes from the survey, and that's the unrealistic customer expectation on price. Right. So that was that was our number one answer. And I want to and I want to say in your conversations with people when you're talking to them initially, this is before you ever go out to do an estimate or something. Plain out, ask them a question. What What do you think your budget is, or or how much do you think that you know what what's what's in your mind here for numbers? Just give me an you know I need just an idea to see if we're in the right if are we in the same sandbox or not, you know. And and I, literally, I've asked that question because Johnny, what's my standard answer? If if you if you if the first thing out of your mouth, right, Johnny, ask me the question. You call me up. You call me up and you say, what's the price for doing? Uh, you know, I need my bathroom remodeled. What's the price for that? 
Yeah, well, you're smart. You're a smart I'm a smart ass, yeah. right? Say, yeah, the first thing dollars. I say is $10 million. I say $10 million. And why do I do that? I do that to disarm people. I My basic right. point is you're asking me a question I can't answer. And so right. I'm going to be, because I am a bit of a smart ass, I'm going to be, uh, you know, I'm going to say $10 million because that's going to cover it. Even if so, you want a gold toilet, that's going to cover it. I am in good shape on 10 mil, you know. And, so, right? Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and I think that, um, you know, that, that does disarm. That does disarm the situation. But people, understandably, as human nature, want to get, know that, you know, when I was selling, you know, well, how much is your, how much is your software going to cost? Well, I could pretty, pretty closely, I could just, you know, uh, you know, give you some windage on that. Okay. Hey, it's, uh, you know, a half a million dollars and they're like, okay, let's keep talking. And yeah, I say, right. I just want to make sure that you ask that question. I want you to ask that yeah, question. Right. Exactly. And I would bring it up because I want to know if we're on the same planet yes. and we're still able to talk or we're in a different universe. Right. And, and then, then that you know, applies this, to handyman. And the discussion's over. Then yeah. the discussion's over. And it's like, hey, man, my my software, my services are just not, you know, they're just not in your league or you're not, you know, I mean, it's just we're, we're mismatched. So you know, I'll send you a Christmas card and we'll just part friends. And, you know, here's the, here's the competition. <laughs> Keep them busy. But, <laughs> but it, it applies know, to handymaning too, right? Because exactly, somebody sure says does. that, somebody asked me, well, you know, I need my bathroom remodeled and it's $6,000. And I go, well, my question always on that point is, well, why do you think it's, why do you think it's that? And then they'll come back with an answer. Well, and they'll have an answer. Well, I saw it. On, I'm going to pick on HGTV for a minute, but I'm also going to pick on Home Depot and Lowe's. Um, so I saw it. I saw it on HGTV, and you know they redid this whole house for thirty five thousand dollars. You know, or whatever the number they did that bathroom, and it was six thousand dollars. Or you look at the signs at Home Depot that say, you know, bathroom, bath, bathroom remodels fifty nine ninety five. And but what they don't understand about those particular pricing points that they see is they don't have the details. Right, John. So they see these prices and, and we know because we've dealt with people that have actually been on some of the renovation shows and things that the guys that do the work on those renovation shows. And we did a whole show on this, folks. It's it's in the thing. It's back in our archives. But uh, we did a whole show on this, but they, they don't pay for labor. It's all done on a promotional basis. So the guys come in and do the work for free. All they're paying for is materials. And, yes, you can renovate a bathroom for $6,000 with cheap materials. You know, you can do a, a full bathroom for $6,000. When you look at the and, – and I'm picking on the big box stores, but when you look at those figures that they're throwing out, that's just for replacing the fixtures that are there. That's not for tile work. That's not for anything. That's for that's taking off your fixtures and putting new ones in, folks. If you look yeah. at the details, you're going to find yeah. out it's not what you think. And the and so that's why, I, why my question is, why do you think that? Be, and then it gets back to, well, what is it that you're trying to achieve? And it's in asking those questions gives that depth of knowledge that you're going to need to do the selling and then you say yeah we're not really that's not really you know a realistic figure and one other thing john and you know this too in the in the current world that we're in this is uh, 2021 you know we're just coming out of the pandemic and material costs are are still extremely high and as a result of that some of the numbers are, if you've got this mindset idea of what something should be 
could be wrong just based on materials, you know, because we've seen sometimes a hundred percent increase in prices of materials going, you know, in this past pandemic couple of years. So just want to say that, but that's part of the selling process. You have to ask early. You got to ask those questions early. Right. Right. And there's a lot of details to be uncovered, especially in, in, uh, you know, these more complex or comprehensive, um, situations. Big jobs. Yep. And, but, People want to know a ballpark. They got to know a ballpark. And sometimes yep. it's 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 tough. But you can throw out, it, it, and this is kind of the maturity when you get, you know, maturity meaning that you've been in the business a little bit longer. You start to you can start to uh, gauge this a little bit better. And when you ask all these questions, you know, well, you know, at first it's like, ma'am, I don't know what what it's going to cost. Okay, and I think you what you say, Larry, when somebody says six thousand, you you know, when you you come back and you say, you know, why do you think that? I think it's a great question. If people don't know, you know, if people say, well, how much is going to cost me, or you know, I, I you know, at the beginning of conversation, um, I think you set that expectation that we're going to talk about this, and at the end of this conversation, I'm going to give you a range. Okay. Yes. Of what I think, and I'm going to have to refine that down based upon. You know the level of the you know details. The, what the work is and yeah, all the, the details. other details the because details, you're not going to yeah. give you're not going to get into something and go on a uh, you know some exploratory thing and and you know spend three days out there doing it and not get charged for it, or you know not being able to charge right. for it right um, but you know people should you know hey it's it's uh, you know bigger than a bread box and smaller than a refrigerator I don't know something like that you know right so people kind of know hey I didn't want to spend you know, $40,000 doing a, uh, remodel, right. They just wanted to do this, that, and oh, okay, well then it'd be that, that. So, and I think a lot of people might freeze up a little bit when people ask them that and they get very uncomfortable because they're not, they're not in, engaged. And I think for the handyman out there, I think you, you become more comfortable if you have these conversations and I don't think you should be afraid to have these conversations. Go ahead and, you know, Talk to the people on the other end of the phone like they're your friend, okay, and just be honest with them. Yeah, um, because a lot of guys, a lot of a lot of people are not going to, you know, they're going to want to just grab that business, and it's going to be bad business. It's going to be bad business for them, and it's going to be bad business uh, for the uh, for the customer. Yeah, and, and nothing's worse than that. Me, nothing's worse than that. No business is better than bad business. Yeah, and there and there's a tactic in the industry, in the contracting industry, and I'm not picking on contractors in general, but there's a, there's this tactic where they throw they throw intentionally throw out a lowball number. Oh yeah, it won't cost any more than this, and then as the tactic goes, they get into your house, they rip down all your drywall. And then the problems start. Well, this is going to cost more, and that's going to cost more. And all of a sudden, that initial number they threw out goes right down the drain. And I, I know this because I've worked on two homes where I had exactly that situation. And I looked at the customer, one customer in particular. I looked at him. I said, well, on a remodel, this was a complete remodel. I said, on a remodel of this size, this was, this was a number of years ago as well, you know, this was probably going to be between 100 and $150 a square foot. And I was shocked. The guy looks at me and he goes, I wish somebody had told me that in advance. And I was like, nobody told you that? And he's like, no, nobody told me that. He said they, they initially quoted me something like $50 a square foot, and it ended up 
being 125. Well, that's a big difference in cost per square foot, especially when it was well in excess of a hundred thousand dollar remodel. So, you know, he started out at a hundred, he ended up at a little over $300,000. Dude, that's 200 grand. That's a lot of money. I don't care who you are. And, um, and, and it all had to do with, with communication. And basically it was a tactic. This, I found that I did some reason this contractor ended up going out of business, but he was doing this all over the place just to grab jobs. And it was, it was awful. I mean, it was awful. And the work was junk and blah, 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 blah. blah. I don't want to get into all that, but that's, that's not professional selling, you know. And, and again, let me go back to the chart. You know, risk is at the very high highest point. Yep. At the end of that cycle, and guess what? That guy would probably prove it because what happened is, as soon as he got more money from another job, he's off yours. And that's exactly what happened. And then it was just problem after problem after problem. And folks, to you handymen out there, this is not your goal. Okay. Save yourself the drama and the aggravation. Do a professional sales job. If the customer decides on somebody else, be happy for them. Just be happy. And because probably it just wasn't going to be a good fit. And don't take jobs. If, if it doesn't feel right, don't take it. All right. I wanted to just wanted to roll in a little bit into presentation. Just a, just a tad here. So number one is when you do all your pre-qualifying, you can do all that. Or most of it you can do over the phone. If you need to go get an estimate, that's one thing. If it's a big, big job and you need to get an estimate, go take a look at the job because then you'll get all the data. You'll see things with your professional eye that most people won't see. And so you'll see some of those nuances you know, of, of the parts of the job that a homeowner isn't necessarily going to see. And no disrespect to homeowners, but we deal with this stuff every single day. We, we have a different eye on the on the problem right or or this or the challenges i guess they're not really problems they're mostly mostly challenges but write down all this stuff and write down what the customer's concerns are or understand what the customer's goals are because if you understand what the customer's goals are the presentation just kind of becomes well you know we're going to take all of these things that mr mr customer or you know these other contractors don't do and we're going to make it we're going to quote make it right we're not going to do those things used to do this in the vending industry all the time what what's your guy doing now well he does this he does that he doesn't well, you know, you can be guaranteed I'm not going to do that or we're not going to do that. You know, we're going to we're going to give you what it is that you want and take good notes. And by God, if you tell them something, you better live up to it. Right, John? I mean, do you if you got to agree with that. So the presentation really is just solve the problems for them. Make it attractive and and build your value. You know, you, you know what you're doing against your competitors. Right, John? I mean, we, we know in the industry what we like. We know what our competitors do. You know, we know mm-hmm. the, the level of them. You know, we know mm-hmm. where they're at. We 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 have um, proceed. These are marketing issues, but we have you know we have insurance, we have warranty, we stand behind our work, right? Well, that's all because. But from the sales side, those are things I still say. I throw them. I go, well, we're insured. You know, if if somebody I said, and if you need an insurance certificate, I can give it to you. Blah blah blah. All of those kinds of things. But I build the value that way. It sets me apart from everybody else. Um, I do ask questions periodically when I'm in the middle of, of making quote a presentation. I'm like, so do you have, is there any questions that you have? Is there anything that's come up? Break it up a little bit. Have a, have a quick question in there. And as a customer, you, you, if you have a question, stop the guy and ask. And if he yeah, gets, if yeah. he gets all flustered, okay, there's something not so good there. You know? Yeah. And I think, I think your advice, you know, take notes as applies to the other side as well. well if you have a big project. Yep. Yeah, if you have a big project, okay, you know, you want to take notes because if anything starts to go sideways, you want to compare those notes exactly. and just pause 
and reduce the stress level. Okay, we've talked about this in hiring contracts, but you got pause, reduce the stress level, and compare notes. Did we get something wrong? Was there something that I missed? You know. Yeah. It, um, it, it, it's so funny you say that because I did. I, I got one of the questions I wrote down here in my notes is, "What do you think of that?" Or you know, ask a question. What do you think of that? Or you know, or something like that. There's there's questions. There's breakup questions you ask all along. You know, are, are we on the same page? Um, is this sounding good to you? Well, you know, I I like that, but I I I really there's this little part of it I'm not really happy with. Okay, so what do we need to do to fix that? Again, it's back to questions. It's getting them back on the goal, right, of what the customer goal is. And from the customer side, folks, you want them on your you want them to do what you what you're envisioning. I think, right? I mean, why else would you be there? I'm hoping, mm-hmm. you know, you want to, you want your vision fulfilled as I like to call it your vision, you know, and some things are kind of simple, but you know, like hanging a ceiling fan is pretty kind of commodity ish, you know, I, I need a new ceiling fan. Okay, great. You know, piece of cake. Right. Um, but at the same time, right, John, you know, you know, this, you take a ceiling fan down, all the insulation falls down from the top, you know, we just leave it or do you clean it up? You know, that's a, an unwritten expectation that you should clean personal opinion. You should clean it up, you know? So anyway, that's that's the the basic presentation is really just fulfilling what they want if you can do it if you can't do it john what do we always say pass right you know yeah i mean i i like to be you know i'm just honest with people exactly if if that's something that doesn't sound good to me it's got to sound good to me too yes it does so it's so you know it's not just that i'm selling somebody else or that i'm trying to close here uh, you know, it, it's me too. I need to feel good about this thing. And when I feel good about it, then it's, this thing's going to come off great. I'm going to get, you know, a new customer or my current customer is really going to be happy, but let's just talk about a new customer, right? In this case is that you're going to, you know, they're going to be really happy with, with the way that you're consulting them. You're not trying to sharp angle, close them. Uh, you know, you're not, you, you know, you, it, you're not coming off sleazy, um, you know, just wanting another job. It's it, you know, you can tell, believe you can me, tell. people, you, you, you your spider tell. sense is kicking in any time. And, and all of you out there that have bought cars or you bought refrigerators or you bought anything, you know, when somebody's getting real sleazy on you. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So. And that's not the, you know, that's not the goal of professional sales, right? Because, right. because we don't, sell, largely we're not selling commodities. You can, some, you know, I'm not standing up for that behavior, but sometimes if you're selling, you know, if you're selling a refrigerator, refrigerator of XYZ model, one, you know, ABC one, two, three model, and the store down the street has the exact same model, ABC one, two, three, you do kind of need to close the deal up. Right. But rarely, rarely are we ever selling anything like that. Our projects are largely they're involved. And even if they aren't involved, when you get into somebody's home and you know this, John, you know, we walk into people's homes just to do a, You know, I'm just going to use ceiling fan again because it's a simple it's a simple job. But lots of times they're just testing you at that point. They just want to see what you do and how you do it. And then the big list comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You know, well, I mean, I think the other thing is, is that you, you know, you need to, you need to take stock in yourself. We know we talked about this. We're going to move this conversation on here, but this, you know, you need to take stock in yourself and what differentiates you from other people doing this job. Okay. You're going to have to figure that out. Right. Otherwise you are a, a commodity. Right. So. Right. And, and so then, fi- so let's just get to closing, right? This is basically what is closing in the handyman business. Most of the time it's, when can you start? Right. You know, and half the time my customers are a- asking that, 
So, well, can you get here on, you know, XYZ date? Well, you know, and, and then I'm looking at the calendar trying to figure it out, you know, and that's a whole different issue. I'm not going to get into that. But the other side is money, too. And and we just want to say, you know, how, how do you ask for the money? Well, the way you ask for the money is you ask for the money. Right, John? You say, yep, this is well, I good, think and it's going to be this. You know, and I'll take one. I'll take one step back. Now, you just talked about a customer. If we're talking about a new business, and a couple of the guys out there are, are thinking about how do you bid this out, or how do you, how do you get that business? You know, after you walk through all everything that we've talked about, and you're talking to the customer, um, you know, it's it's you, at some point when you feel like you're ready, that you have the right to ask now for the business, you ask for it. Yep. Okay. You just have to. ask. When would you like? When would you like me to start? Yeah. And that kind of puts them back just a little bit, right? You know, and it, it, when you're when, on the other side, when somebody says, "Hey, when do you, when would you like me to start?" Man, you know, all of a sudden it's like you've just shifted a gear, and it's like, yeah, I could go on with this conversation for a real long time, but I've got all my stuff answered. This guy's, you know, n- nice, nice guy's going to do all this. He's giving me references, and maybe you know, whatever. And it's like, boom, it's so something's got to pop, right? Yeah. Yep. Otherwise, it's mutual mystification, and then nothing happens. Exactly. So you have to ask. You have to ask. That's the close is simply you just ask for the business in some way or another. You ask for the money. You know, here's the greatest part about this. The beauty of this thing is most people would charge ten thousand dollars. I have. I'm going to get skeezy for. I have a special for you today. It is a special, John, for you today and today only. It's eleven thousand five hundred dollars. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, that's a that's a beaut. And because I'm because I'm me and I'm a smart ass, they go, well, wait a minute, that's more than the first time, first number you quoted. I'm like, yeah, I know. If you want the best, guess what? <laughs> You're gonna pay. You know, but that's yeah. just you have to ask. You just have to ask. No, you just right. say, when, when, just when can I start? And and we've talked about the number, and and my best estimation is it's going to be about this, but, or it's going to be in this range. You know, if it's a complex but, project. And when but I'll just say right, and I'll just say again, you can't. That's not the first thing out of your mouth. No. Because the first thing out of your mouth when they, when they hear, when can I start, they're like, you don't even know me. You don't even know what I want. So right. it's like, you know, even if you think you know what you want, okay? Don't assume. You know, just, just go ahead and, 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 and ask the questions. Even if it's just, hey, I need to hang a ceiling fan. Ask a whole bunch of questions, you know? And it puts people at ease. And the people on the other side are going to feel great about it. Yes. So, you know, at that point then... You know, when you start to feel sense that, then it's time to, you know, you've got the right to close. That's when you have the right to ask. Yeah. You you ask too soon, you blew it. Yep, you've blown it. And and two, and the other thing is a lot of times operationally you want a lot of these details. So we talk about this a different, but part of that's like, I love the ceiling fan. So, John, I did this. This is just one. I had a ceiling fan. Guy asked me, you know, can you swap out a ceiling fan? He's a good customer of mine, actually. I go, yeah, sure, no problem. And he goes, great. He goes, it's a 72-inch ceiling fan. I'm hanging it on the porch. I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> I said, so he's like, what do you think it's going to cost? I said, I really, I, I've never done one. I don't know. I said, is it complex? He goes, I don't, I don't know. And he sent me the, he actually sent me the, the, um, uh, the part, the product skew, and I looked it up, and I, and I got back to him, and I said, oh yeah, this is, this doesn't, this is basically a great big ceiling fan, you know? Like I, I'm like, yeah, it's really not a big deal. I said, it's on the ceiling. I said, I said, do we have clearance? 
And he's like, I think we do. And I said, all right, I've got to come look at it because there was no sense in trying to put it up if it didn't have clearance on the edges of the mm-hmm. room, you know, and because it was a gabled ceiling. And anyway, long story short, it fit. It was really cool. It was really cool. Um, but it was the biggest, that's the biggest ceiling fan to date that I've done. So a 72-inch ceiling fan. I know there's bigger ones, but I don't know that I've gotten the opportunity to do one. But it's just about knowing the details, you know, and then, and then asking for the business. So anyway, all right. Johnny, do we have anything else on the on professional selling? No, no, you know, in, in in terms of this, this really isn't a selling class. This is a, you know, this is selling. This is something that is is addressing some some of the questions that we see on the boards out there on on the handyman side. Yep. But as uh, Larry and I were talking about this, um, you know, pre-show, is that this also this also goes to the people who are on the on the buying side. Yep. Um, because it, you know, we, you have to be conscious of what you're doing in in a in a in a relationship building. You know, where where you're going to you know exchange dollars for services in our case. So, you know, it just makes everybody at ease. Okay, it makes everything. You know, we're all about saving time, money, and aggravation, and we want to do that. You want to get the best bang for your buck. Okay, you want it done in a in a regular you know good time frame. Um, and you want good quality and, and you just don't want the stress. Yeah. You don't want the stress. Um, and when all those, th- when all those things come together and you know, the job's all cleaned up and you walk out and you pay and you're like, wow, that was a great experience for everybody, for everybody, for the handyman as well. He walks out and goes, man, I like working for those people. Yep. You know, cause I, I mean, that's me with my customers. I'm like, I like working for those people. You know, I've, I've just telling quick stories. I have customers. I like going to their house cause I like their dog. You know, and I can't wait to see their doll. Like, I haven't seen, you know, Bobo in a while or, or their children. I have that. There's a couple of my customers have small children, and I really look forward to seeing their kids because they're, they're basically cute. I hate to say it. Um, but they're, they're great little kids, and they come and they always say hello to me, and then they go off and they do their thing and they leave me alone for the rest of the day. And I just always find that to be wonderful. You know, I, I, I like that. So, anyway, it is about both. Johnny? Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So this was a question that uh, I had a question for you. Didn't I see that? Didn't that spaceship that landed down there said, "Hey, what's it going to take to get you into this baby today?" Didn't this spaceship say that at your house the other day? You said, "Hey, come here. I got yeah. a deal for you." And you, as they landed, you yeah, took yeah. the damn thing apart. Is what I remember. Yeah, they got it. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it was in silver, and I want it red. <laughs> All right, folks, if you enjoy the Handyman Pros radio show, please tell your friends and neighbors. We would really appreciate it. Send our link around to everybody that you know. It's just kind of what we do. We are instituting a newsletter, so if you would like to sign up for our newsletter, we would appreciate that. You can go to handymanprosradioshow.com. There's a button you can click on that'll sign you up, and we're going to bombard your email list with at least something once every quarter, maybe. If we're good, um, but that's that's our goal. We're gonna we're actually want to do it weekly, but we're gonna we're we, this is our part time endeavor, so we're working hard at trying to get some of this stuff done. Um, you can join our Facebook groups. That's at Handyman Pros. It's the same thing. You can leave if you leave messages there, we get back to you almost immediately. Um, follow us on Twitter at Handyman Radio. We want to thank you for listening. We're gonna see you next week on the Handyman Pros Radio Show. Mm-hmm.